This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, November 13th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. A lot of stuff to get into, Ohio State football-wise. Crocodile tears from Sharon Moore. Uh, a lot a lot to get into. But uh, before we do that, I want to tell you again about our great sponsor, Manscaped. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Again, 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today from our folks at Manscaped. And as I said on last week's show, it's been pointed out to me that, uh, you know, we might be the perfect, you know, partners with Manscaped being buck nuts. Yeah, that that was not lost on me. People brought that up like that. That hadn't occurred to me. Yeah, that that not lost on me at all. The buck nuts and Manscaped, uh, a match made in heaven. Uh, just like Dan Rubin and I, match made in heaven. We've worked for a long time together. Um, Dan, let's start with Kyle McCord. There's so much I want to talk about on the show, and I know you do as well. Kyle McCord, uh, it's been up and down this year. But, man, I know Michigan State's not going to be confused with a good team. Um, by any means, but man, did he look good. It was the stuff I've been waiting to see, stepping up in the pocket, ball placement being consistent, stepping into his throws. He just, he looked so confident and was just so on point. And, you know, and he basically played like a half of football. Manscaped and nuts.com in one show last week. So synergy. Um, Yeah, Kyle has been... Now, I've talked about this on the air, Dave, that he was an interesting guy to follow and that most quarterbacks who struggle have a certain look to them, um, even when they're playing well, that makes you a little oogie. Whereas Kyle's good plays always looked tremendous, and then his bad plays looked to me more as mental errors rather than physical errors. You don't get to be where Kyle McCord is. You don't get picked by Ryan Day if you're deficient physically. That's not his issues. Um, and then, you know, we've been putting in the boarding house a lot uh, comments on people playing for Ohio State, Ohio State prospects from the NFL vision. I got my first text from an NFL guy about Kyle McCord over the weekend during the game, and that will go into the boarding house. But 
I just think he looks more comfortable. Um, part of it is also personnel. Um, it helps when you have an NFL tight end, uh, the best receiver walking planet earth, not in the NFL. You get a Mecca back to at least threaten the others. Um, so I think we need to give credit where it's due and that, you know, the defense is paying a lot more attention to, uh, those guys. I did note that uh, Emery Winston, a tight end Ohio State is recruiting. I saw some crystal balls rolling towards Texas last week, and then he visited Ohio State this weekend. And then we saw old Stover get a few catches in the early part of the game. After the game, Emery Winston's comments were like, wow, they got Stover involved. So far be it from Ryan Day to use a game to help recruiting. I don't want to be conspiracy theorists, but just in general, getting back to Kyle, much more crisp. Um, and like I said, I've been waiting for this. I don't think it's physical. If it's mental, you got a shot. If it's physical, then you're going to have to move some stuff around to hide stuff. Um, so it looks like he's seeing things better. And um, it was definitely encouraging. I think Todd Blackledge hopped on board too, which was nice to hear. Yeah, he knows a little something about quarterbacking. Uh, yeah, I mean, footwork, as we all know, following football, footwork is just so important for quarterbacks. I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah, you, it can help you a little bit if you have good footwork. No, it's paramount that you have good footwork as a quarterback. And now we're seeing that. We're just seeing him grow up, man, right before our eyes. I mean, this is just his 10th start this year, 11th start overall, including the one he got as a true freshman. And, you know, you're just seeing the type of progression that you want to see. And, you know, Ryan Day, um, he's a quarterback guru. I, I absolutely love it. All right, let's, let's stay with the good. There's so much good. I know you wrote some stuff down. So much good. Tyleek Williams continues to play at an All-American level. I know you were – we were talking before the show, Sonny Styles. He was also in my notes. It's just so much fun watching Sonny Styles bringing him on the blitz. And he can, you know, drop in coverage. He can do everything. Jack of all trades, master of all, as I call him. Um, good seeing Lincoln Keenholz out there. Ooh. Good seeing Jelani Thurman out there. Um, man. man. He looks like a beast. I mean, I'm going on and on. Stover. I mean, there's so many, so much good to talk about. Jermaine Matthews. Um but man, Jelani Thurman just looks NFL to me. <laughs> he looks like he could, like right now he like he looks like he could be an NFL tight end. But yeah, just talk about some of the guys that really stood out to you other than Kyle McCord. Yeah, so I'll I'll take it like this. I'll do the, the kind of the first thrust of the game where the main guys were in there, and then we'll talk about the guys who flashed, which is always the most fun about a blowout at Ohio State when you got a roster like this, is getting to see guys in their jerseys. I'll tell you what, let's I'll get I'll get to that part. But uh here, here are my notes. Yes, Sonny. When Sonny hits someone, it's different. He hit uh, the quarterback, Gavin Wimsat, on I think a three. It was like, what was it, third and three? He hit him at, it was fourth and two. It was fourth and one, and it was a long one. Dude went right to the ground. His body crumbled. Then he hit Caden Hauser over the weekend, the quarterback. And um, if you look at the look in Caden Hauser's eyes when he got hit, it looked like, I don't know if you ever hit a deer in your car. It looked like startled. Um, it's just different. He's just a different breed of cat. Um, and we've been talking about getting those guys on defense, like real impact eye test players. And Sonny is that guy. I talked about this a few weeks ago that George Hancock's role has, it was probably based on how good he is going to get bigger anyway, but the injuries, I think, you know, accelerated it. And what position is he? I don't know. He can play corner. He can play safety. He can play strong safety. He can be your monster. He's just, uh, and he's got those instincts. He almost had a pick six. You know what I mean? He's, he can play, man. I mean, that is a long-term investment guy. 
Uh, Tyleek, I think the question we need to ask now, best defensive tackle we've had since Big Hank? And is he better here than Big Hank was? I'll tell you this, Big Hank still starts for the Cowboys and is as good a run-stopping defensive tackle as there is. But I would say Tyreek this year, what he's put on film, as good or better than anyone since. Good topic of discussion. Um, Who else is even close? I mean, Mike Bennett on the national championship team and Adolphus were good, but I I agree Tyreek's better than them. Um, Devon Hamilton is not not as good as Tyreek. Haskell Garrett had his moments. Tommy Togi, but those guys, Tommy Togi, those guys weren't as good as what we're seeing out of Ty. Ty Leak is playing at an all-American level. I don't know if he'll be an all-American, but he's playing at an all-American level. And the thing about it, Dan, he's now getting some stats too, which for defensive tackles, to me, really you know, gotta have reps. But it helps with these awards. He's got four sacks as a D tackle, and you know some other tackles for loss. So I love what I'm seeing out of Ty Leak. And I can't believe we haven't even mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. yet. He had three right. he had three touchdowns before we could blink. And he's still not getting enough love for the Heisman. But we're going to keep that campaign. We started the campaign here on the show. Now Ohio State has taken the ball and they're running with it. Our buddy Let me Jerry. Talk about Emmy. my youngsters first. My youngsters here. Who Your flashed. youngsters? Before we get yeah. to that. Uh, Lincoln Keenholz. Look, he didn't do much, but. There, there's a thing about seeing a guy in his jersey for the first time and seeing him move. I'm a fan. That's an athlete. Um, and he's going to look even – next time you see him, he'll be 15 pounds heavier. Um, very impressive. Uh, and like we said, Hicks, C.J. Hicks, when he made that one tackle in the middle, I thought to myself, this is going to fill up the front row for a month because everyone's looking for him to get in there. And we talked about – uh we talked about Thurman. Good Lord. I mean, Odell Thurman uh, was probably smiling when he saw that. The great Cincinnati Bengals linebacker. That's his dad. So the future looks bright. And also, I don't, I'd don't. i be remiss if I didn't mention Carnell Tate, who caught a beautiful pass on the sideline and always makes something more out of it than you think. He always does something that makes you think this is one of those guys for later on. Um, and then if you want to get back to Marv, I mean... If you went to, if you randomly chose one big time college football fan in every state and just said to them off the top, who is the best player in college football? He would win that in a landslide. So I don't know what he has to do. You can talk statistics, you can talk anything else. You're talking about a story program here, Ohio State, the one program that has never taken a downturn. And I'll ambush you with this question name someone who's played at Ohio State. Better than Marvin Harrison. Steve Belisari. Okay. So I gave you the low-hanging fruit question. Besides the obvious Belisari answer, but I'm just saying, even the fact that you can ask the question, can you ask, is Caleb Williams one of the greatest quarterbacks ever? Is Drake May one of the best quarterbacks ever? Is Jaden Daniels one of the best quarterbacks ever? Is Marvin Harrison one of the best wide receivers ever? Yes. Is he doing it for an undefeated nationally ranked team? Yes. Has he been the main guy? And he's You can't call the guy a cheat code and then vote for a different code. Cheat code means you've got the code. So, yeah, if he doesn't win, it's – you think he's – okay. I mean, Archie's more decorated. That's the I thing. Mean, I, mean, I almost brought that up because I agree with you. 
Marvin, I mean, Marvin will go higher in the draft than Archie did. Marvin will have a better pro career. Now, Archie, to his – he got – He's a legend. Woody ran him into the ground, so by the time he got to the Bengals, he, he was probably probably not as fresh as he would have been after four years of playing in college football and getting a ton of carries. But I was going to say, it's pretty crazy. We have a two-time Heisman Trophy winner, the only one, and we're still sitting here saying, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. might be the best player, period, ever play at Ohio State. I mean, Chick Harley. He's the best. There's so many. All the Who's Heisman better? Trophy. Orlando Pace, maybe. That's a great call. That's Orlando Pace okay. won it. Yeah, that's Number the one argument. Draft, great. No, that's the argument from day one. No, great the in argument. the NFL. Number one overall pick. Finished fourth for the Heisman as an offensive tackle. <laughs> that's a so, tremendous call by you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. One more thing I want to get to by the from the Michigan State game. Then we're going to move on to the Michigan stuff. We might even talk about the Minnesota game at some point, but. Who? Emeka looked like well, he didn't look. Emeka got re-injured. Now it might be one of those things where he's just going to be not. To me, I'm pretty convinced he's just not going to be hundred um, percent. And it it looked like he got re-injured, but maybe he wasn't too bad because he was over on the sidelines laughing with his guys and everything. But man, I, I hope they hold Emeka out this week, get him ready for Michigan as much as possible. Oh, me too, me too. Um, and that's going to be one of my points when we do get to Michigan is that. It, it, when it comes to elite talent, there is no arguing that Ohio State has the advantage. But you need to have those guys on the field. Um, they won't be the same team without a mecca at, at 100%. That's just a fact. He's that good. Um, you know, you see the difference Kate Stover makes. I think you got you to gotta have your studs to go up there, man, to go to Ann Arbor and win. You got to have – we've got to be hitting on all cylinders. That game on the road – in their environment with that emotion, we got to be at full speed. So I really hope he gets back to, uh, Emeka gets back to full speed. I, I will say he didn't look right almost from the start. Um, he's, he was kind of ginger, gingerly running around. So definitely hold him out and, uh, you know, save him for the last gasp up in Ann Arbor for sure. No question. Anybody, by the way, this weekend. And look, they've done that to this point anyway. If you're going to hold people out, hold them out because you've done it to this point. You got to have as many people, as many horses as possible when they head for Ann Arbor. Especially with Minnesota. I mean, I didn't think Minnesota would be great this year. I thought they'd be better than five and five coming to Ohio Stadium. It wouldn't be coming off uh, uh, an embarrassing loss at Purdue where they got pounded. I mean, Minnesota's not nearly as good as I thought they'd be. And so, yeah, I mean, rest as many guys as you can. I know you got to get the win against Minnesota. You're going to get the win against Minnesota. Rest as many guys as possible. All right, let's talk about Ann Arbor. Let's talk about the boys up north. Um, and Dan came loaded with party favors, videos. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Some really good stuff. But uh, the look-ahead lines, I find this interesting. Uh, Ohio State's a five-and-a-half-point underdog. Not a huge surprise there. Um, five-and-a-half-point underdog. I thought it would be a little bit lower than that. I thought I would have guessed like four. But whatever. Um, so that's out there for those that don't know. Five and a half point underdog for the look ahead line for Ohio State at Michigan. I want to get into what we saw over the weekend. I mean, they did play, they played well against Penn State. I thought there was a very good chance Penn State would pull off the upset. Now, Penn State's offense is so bad, you know, they had to fire Yursich the next day, which to me is like moving around deck chairs on the Titanic if you're James Franklin. Really, you're going to blame it all on Yursich? Like, aren't you supposed to be helping run the offense too? Anyway, um, it, I, I just am disgusted by the leadership at Michigan. And it starts at the top with Santa Ono. He's he's acting like that they suffered like a tragedy in the family with some of his comments. And then that trickles right down to Sharon Moore, who had an embarrassing 
interview right after the game, crying, acting like one of his players had, had, had suffered a death in the family. It's like, no, dude, you can't cry and act like you're the victim when you guys created this. You yeah. guys cheated. It's it's disgusting, Dan. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I know you want to talk about some other stuff as well, some other fun stuff. Let's get into it. So I'll admit this. I did not watch and have not watched the post-game interview because once he started to cry, I had to change the channel. This is just a, a personal foible. I get very uncomfortable seeing grown men cry. I don't like it. I get like, what's that kind of like? You get embarrassed for the person on the television feeling, and, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I don't want to watch it. Secondary um, embarrassment. Yes. I hit mute, and then he and then it looked because I thought he was gonna start crying, and then it, his eyes were closed and he was wailing, and I was like, "This is uh, post game interviews are irrelevant to me," so I moved on. So that I can't comment on that uh, because I really didn't see it. I've said this, and this has been a funny discussion with my children, it, or anybody who's ever been in charge of anything at any time, when someone did something wrong and you confronted them. If they don't say immediately, I didn't do it, they are guilty. If they next spend the next, you know, three months telling you why the rule they broke shouldn't be a rule, why the way you obtain the information about how they broke the rule was faulty, if they tell you that spiritually you're affecting yourself by turning them in because it's really you trying to make up for a loss you have. Um, it's just goofy. And it's it's so funny. This is why I wanted them to lose to Penn State. It has nothing to do with anything except for the fact they think they're going to win the national championship. If they had two losses, they would already be suspended. They would have taken whatever punishment they had. What their due process, look, man, I'm not a lawyer. I don't really know what due process means, but I admit that when you see people and I have, uh, and I'm sure Dave does too. I have, I have one, ironically, I have one lawyer in my family, very, very close to me that may or may not have been educated in Ann Arbor legally that thinks this is a joke and that will tell you um, everything that's being done is legalese. It's just a, a way... Desmond Howard doing due process on television when he has like quotes out there about how Trestle needed to go because he was a cheater. And he, he got quoted in 2013 about another cheating thing. I said, he's a cheater. It's just, I would have had way more respect of them saying, look, the process has, a, has X months. Um, let's play it out. And if we lose, we'll give it back. But they're just trying to get that uh, fleeting emotion. And so I want to give credit where credit is due. When this first kind of broke, and I'm telling you, if you are a bucknutter and you are not watching Mike Valenti, two to six, 97-1 in Detroit, WXYT the ticket. It's also on Odyssey. I want to make sure I give him all the credit in the world because I have no idea if we're affiliated with him and we're not biting content. I'm trying to give you credit. I'm, I, if you are not watching this, you are not having as much fun as you should. He nailed this originally. So just a little background on Valenti. He is a Michigan State grad, okay? Um, but he's got some East Coast vibes. He calls it straight. He's from New York originally. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep. Um, but he does call it straight. And keep in mind, yeah. he was there when D'Antonio 
D'Antonio owned Michigan. The, the Michigan people felt about D'Antonio and those games the way we did the last two years. Like, what happened? Someone explain this to me, okay? So this was Valenti more than a week ago. Um, and for those of you watching, you'll be able to see him. For those of you listening, this was his original call on why this all went down. And he's with Rico Beard, who is his co-host here. Enjoy this for about 20 seconds. Honest with you, I, I really don't. Between what Urban did to you and what D'Antonio did to you, it, it really feels like in many ways they drove you to insanity, both as a fan base Absolutely. and certainly, look, Harbaugh was a couple of COVID cancellations away from getting fired. Now we know this. So now when they say we're trying to get the game canceled, that's another thing. They're saying we're trying to get the game canceled when they just got the game canceled and we never have. What world are we living in where you can accuse someone of that? So now I bring it to to yesterday and another national perspective on this. Because keep this in mind, we're probably too close to the flame on this, okay? But so is Michigan. So sometimes it's nice to get another point of view from those outside the wheel. Um, And this is, I know a lot of you guys don't like uh, ESPN. Matt Berry does a very nice job on college football. He does a show with Dan Mullen. I'm, I'm sure that's SEC Network. The guy knows his stuff. You know when you watch these people who's a college football guy and who is not, right? You can tell when you're hearing that. Matt Berry's a college football guy. I think he's an Arizona State guy. So, yikes. But um, all games now, yeah. He does a really good job. He knows what he's talking about. He's passionate about it. He has a Sunday morning show, a wrap-up show, and he had on Paul Feinbaum. Now, I know a lot of you don't like Paul Feinbaum. He's polarizing. But Paul Feinbaum says what Paul Feinbaum thinks, which is what I like. I like guys who just call it straight. Whether you agree with them or not, he's authentic. Here is him yesterday on Michigan and the whole fiasco. I think that's what they want to be. But by the way, I mean, what they're also not is Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State is a much better program overall. It's it's got tremendous tradition. Uh, it 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 it, it stay, I mean, if you're walking down the streets in New York and you get into a college football conversation on most days, not when Jim Harbaugh's page one, Ohio State's part of the 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 front row of college football. Michigan's not. Uh, yeah, if you want to go back 100 years in history or 150 years, but it's it's not that it's just it's just not that big of a deal. Uh, and they take themselves so seriously up there. Can't say it any better than those two guys. Um, and that is just a taste of the national perspective and their local perspective. Keep in mind the beauty of Ohio as we are really and I'm, all apologies to uh, the Bearcats. This is a one team state. When you do a radio show, you don't need to have a Cincinnati hour in there. Drive time, morning drive, Buckeyes. Uh, Daytime, Buckeyes. Afternoon drive, Buckeyes. Nighttime drive, Buckeyes. In Detroit, you have to mix it up. you got to have a Michigan show to start the day. For example, John Jansen is 97-1 on Valenti Station, the morning show. Then you got another group of homers, and then comes Valenti and Rico, and then some in the afternoon. So there's a balance at least up there, whereas in Ohio, we're 100% gold. I thought that was fun, Dave. I thought that would kind of let everyone know. And if, like I said, if you're not listening to Valenti, two to six today. That was awesome. I'm glad you did that. And we're going to talk more Ohio State football and other stuff in just a moment. We'll let you guys know about our other sponsor on today's show, Factor Meals. 
Love these guys. You guys can get a great deal. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You will save you will save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all of your holiday to-dos. My family and I love these meals. I mean, when when the the recent box got delivered, my daughter was just like so excited. It was it was, it was she, she was like maybe too excited. Um, and we love them. They're ready. It's good food. They're ready in just two minutes. We're talking high quality stuff like chipotle pork chops, chicken and mushroom meal I had the other day, a steak and green pepper meal I had the other day. It's all good, Delicious. high quality. Uh, smoothies. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff. I mean, it's so good. So head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 and you'd use code bucknuts50 to get 50% off. That's code bucknuts50 at factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 to get 50% off. All right, there we go. Now let's get back into it. Now, a lot of people are predicting that Ohio, these are people who have been predicting Ohio State would be number one and then would stay at number one last week. Now you have people saying Ohio State's going to drop to no fault of their own. Ohio State looked great against Michigan State. I know they coasted in the second half. That's fine. Um, but Georgia did look really good against Ole Miss. Ole Miss was ranked number nine. Now Penn State's going to drop. Notre Dame's got three losses, so the committee can't sit there and say, well, Ohio State's got two wins over top ten teams. They don't – not anymore they don't. Um, I don't know. Where do you where do you come down? I don't know what to think about that. We'll find out tomorrow. First of all, it doesn't really matter that much to me. It's just interesting, but – I just am seeing a lot of people predicting that Georgia's going to jump Ohio State. I got no problem with Georgia jumping Ohio State. They're the defending champ, um, and I watched the game. They're a badass team. Just be honest with yourself. Um, they're really, really good. And so to beat them, you'd have to play great. Um, I, I just don't have any problem. I would have a problem with Michigan jumping them for sure. Uh, but I have no problem with, with Georgia being number one. I mean, if you really look at it, if you're using the same theory that we used uh, for Ohio State. By the way, Missouri is also pretty darn good, and they beat them, um, and they beat Ole Miss. I got no problem with that. It, like I said, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Just don't want to play Georgia in the first round. Yeah, I mean, just 12 days away, beat Michigan. I mean, beat good. Michigan. Yeah, players and coaches can't look ahead, although maybe they can in this case. But we can. We're not on the team. We don't coach the team. We can look ahead to Michigan. I do want to get some thoughts about Minnesota. Again, we talked about it a little bit earlier. This is just not a good Minnesota team. Um, Buckeyes are favored by 28 and a half. That's the exact same spread that opened against Michigan State, and that ended up at 32 and a half. But not a good Minnesota team. I P.J. Fleck looked like he was – and not you know – it's not always linear, but it looked like he was just getting them like going, you know, nine win seasons. And now it's just kind of leveled off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's lost it up there. I don't, maybe it's just a one-year thing. I don't know. But Minnesota's not nearly as good as I thought they'd be. Was he the coach at Western Michigan when they came to yes. Ohio State and gave him a run that game? Row that boat. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Daniel Braverman going down the right sideline, ran away from Marshawn Lattimore. And people were like, Marshawn Lattimore's terrible. Let's get rid of him. Like, <laughs> His hamstrings bothering him. He might actually be good. Um, yeah, like I said, it's it's the classic. I mean, I could probably write a story about how this is a trap game, um, just based on the fact that you're you know leading into the game with the in like there's no font on your computer to make the big enough to represent it. 
so, but this is, you know, this is why you have the coaches that we do and uh, the players that we do, thankfully, and you saw this, Ohio State can probably play a lot of reserves and win the game. Um, it'd be nice if like we could do what we did this past week and get up early and kind of hold on to it. Um, but the most important thing coming out of this game, health and lack of injuries. I mean, shoot, you could not show up for the game and still make the playoff. If you think about it, you don't show up, say you had the flu, come back next week and beat Michigan and then win the big 10 title and take this, you'd still win. So the game really doesn't matter except for the, uh, the W column and its most basic sense. Great stuff out of Dan Rubin. He'll be with you tomorrow talking all things recruiting. Uh, Great stuff out of Dan. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus.